0: Section 22 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leonard Wilson. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. Section 22 selected excerpts by giovanni boccaccio the jew converted to christianity by going to rome as i gracious ladies have heard said there was in paris a great merchant a very good man who was called jonotto di chevigne a man most loyal and just who had a great business in stuffs and who had a singular friendship with a rich jew named abraham who also was a merchant and also an honest and loyal man genotto seeing his justice and loyalty began to feel great sorrow that the soul of so worthy and good a man should go to perdition through want of religion and on that account he began to beg in a friendly way that he would abandon the errors of the jewish faith and become converted to christian truth in which he could see being holy and good that he would always prosper and enrich himself while in his own faith on the contrary he might see that he would diminish and come to nothing the jew replied that he did not believe anything either holy or good outside of judaism that he and that was born and intended therein to live and that nothing would ever move him out of it genotto did not cease on this account to repeat after a few days similar exhortations showing him in a coarse manner which merchants know how to employ for what reasons our faith was better than the jewish and though the jew was a great master in the jewish law nevertheless either the great friendship which he had with genotto moved him or perhaps the words which the holy spirit put on the tongue of the foolish man accomplished it and the jew began finally to consider earnestly the arguments of genotto but still tenacious in his own faith he was unwilling to change as he remained obstinate so genotto never ceased urging him so that finally the jew by this continual persistence was conquered and said since jonato it would please you that i should become a christian and i am disposed to do so i will first go to rome and there see him whom you call the vicar of god on earth and consider his manners and his customs and similarly those of his brother cardinals and if they seem to me such that i can between your words and them understand that your religion is better than mine as you have undertaken to prove to me i will do what i have said but if this should not be so i will remain a jew as i am when genotto heard this he was very sorrowful saying to himself i have lost all my trouble which it seemed to me i had very well employed believing that i had converted this man because if he goes to the court at rome and sees the wicked and dirty life of the priests he not only being a jew will not become a christian but if he had become a christian he would infallibly return to judaism therefore genotto said to abraham alas my friend why do you desire to take this great trouble and expense of going from here to rome by land and by sea even to a rich man as you are it is full of trouble do you not believe that here we can find one who will baptize you and if perchance you have still some doubts as to the religion which i show you where are there better teachers and wiser men in this faith than there are here to immediately tell you what you want to know or may ask on which account my opinion is that this voyage is superfluous the prelates whom you would see there are such as you can see here and besides they are much better as they are near to the chief shepherd and therefore this fatigue you will by my counsel say for another time for some indulgence in which i may perhaps be your companion to this the jew replied i believe genotto that it is as you say to me but summing up the many words in one i am altogether if you wish that i should do what you have been constantly begging me to do disposed to go there otherwise i will do nothing genotto seeing his determination said go and good luck go with you but he thought to himself that abraham never would become a christian if he had once seen the court of rome but as he would lose nothing he said no more The Jew mounted his horse and as quickly as possible went to the court of Rome, where arriving he was by his fellow Jews honorably received, and living there without saying to anybody why he came, began cautiously to study the manners of the Pope and the Cardinals and the Prelates and all the other courtesans. And he learned, being the honest man that he was, and being informed by other people, that from the greatest To the lowest. They sinned most dishonestly, not only in natural, but in unnatural ways, without any restraint or remorse to shame them, so much so that for the poor and the dissolute of both sexes to take part in any affair was no small thing. Besides this, he saw that they were universally gluttons, wine-drinkers, and drunkards, and much devoted to their stomachs, after the manner of brute animals, given up to luxury more than to anything else and looking further he saw that they were in the same manner all avaricious and desirous of money so that human blood even that of christians and sacred interests whatever they might be even pertaining to the ceremonies or to the benefices were sold and bought with money making a greater merchandise out of these things and having more shops for them than at paris of stuffs or any other things and to the most open simony giving the name and support of procuration and to gluttony that of sustenation as if god apart from the signification of epithets could not know the intentions of these wretched souls but after the manner of men must permit himself to be deceived by the names of things which together with many other things of which we will say nothing so greatly displeased the jew that as he was a sober and modest man it appeared to him that he had seen enough and proposed to return to paris accordingly he did so upon which genotto seeing that he had returned and hoping nothing less than that he should have become a christian came and rejoiced greatly at his return and after some days of rest asked him what he thought of the holy father the cardinals and the other courtesans to which the jew promptly replied it seems to me evil that god should have given anything to all those people and i say to you that if i know how to draw conclusions there was no holiness no devotion no good work or good example of life in any other way in anybody who was a priest but luxury avarice, and gluttony such things and worse if there could be worse things in anybody and i saw rather liberty in devilish operations than in divine on which account i conclude that with all possible study with all their talent and with all their art your shepherd and consequently all the rest, are working to reduce to nothing and to drive out of the world the Christian religion, there where they ought to be its foundation and support. But from what I see, what they are driving at, does not happen, but your religion continually increases, and therefore it becomes clearer and more evident that the Holy Spirit must be its foundation and support as a religion more true and holy than any other. On which account, where I was obstinate and immovable to your reasoning, and did not care to become a Christian, now I say to you distinctly that on no account would I fail to become a Christian. Therefore let us go to church, and there, according to the custom of your holy religion, let me be baptized." giotto who had expected exactly the opposite conclusion to this when he heard these things was more satisfied than ever a man was before and with him he went to notre dame of paris and requested the priest there to give abraham baptism who hearing what he asked immediately did so and giotto was his sponsor and named him giovanni and immediately caused him by competent men to be completely instructed in our religion which he at once learned and became a good and worthy man and of a holy life the story of saladin and the jew usurer saladin whose valor was so great that he not only became from an insignificant man sultan of babylon but also gained many victories over the saracen and christian kings having in many wars and in his great magnificence spent all his treasure and on account of some trouble having need of a great quantity of money nor seeing where he should get it quickly as he had need to was reminded of a rich jew whose name was melchizedek who loaned at interest at alexandria and thinking to make use of him if he could though he was so avaricious that of his own good will he would do nothing the sultan not wishing to compel him but driven by necessity set himself to devise means by which the jew should satisfy him and to find some manner of compelling him to do so with a good pretext thus thinking he called him and receiving him familiarly said to him my good man i hear from many here that you are the wisest and in divine affairs the most profound of men and on that account i would like to know from you which of the three good religions you consider the true one the jewish the saracenic or the christian the jew who really was a wise man saw too clearly that the sultan desired to catch him in his words in order to raise against him some question and decided not to praise any one of the religions more than the other so that the sultan should not accomplish his purpose on account of which as one who seemed to have need of a reply as to which there could not be any reasoning and his wits being sharpened there quickly came to him what he ought to say and he said my lord the question which you have put to me is important and in order to explain to you what i think it is necessary to tell you a fable which you will hear if i do not mistake i have heard tell many times of a great and rich man who lived once and who amongst other jewels had a beautiful and valuable ring the most precious in his treasury which on account of its value and its beauty he desired to honour and to leave in perpetuity to his descendants and he ordered that one of his sons to whom this ring should be left as it had been to him should be considered his heir and be by all the others honoured and reverenced the one to whom this ring should be left should give a similar order to his descendants and do as had done his predecessor in short this ring went from hand to hand to many successors and finally came to the hands of one who had three sons honest men virtuous and all obedient to their father on which account he loved all three equally and the young man who knew the custom of the ring as each one desired to be the most honoured amongst them each one to the utmost of his power urged the father to leave the ring to him when death should take him the worthy man who loved them all alike not knowing himself how to choose to whom he should leave it decided having promised each one to satisfy all three and secretly ordered from a good workman two others which were so similar to the first that he himself who had made them could scarcely tell which was the true one and death approaching he secretly gave to each one of his sons his ring after the death of the father each one wishing to enjoy the heritage and denying it to the others each produced a ring in evidence of his rights and finding them so similar that no one could tell which was the true one the question which was the real heir of the father remained undecided and it is still undecided and so i say to you my lord of the three religions given to the three people by god the father concerning which you put me this question that each one believes that he has as his heritage the true law but as it is with the three rings the question is still quite undecided saladin recognizing how this man had most cleverly escaped from the trap which had been set before his feet decided on that account to expose to him his necessities and see if he was willing to help him and so he did saying that which he had intended to say, if the Jew had not replied so wisely as he had done. The Jew freely accorded to Saladin whatever he asked, and Saladin gave him entire security, and besides that he gave him great gifts, and retained him always as his friend, and kept him in excellent and honorable condition, always near to himself." End of section 22, recording by Leonard Wilson of Springfield, Ohio.